What's this? What did you and Rom do last night? Well, since it was our anniversary, uh-huh. we thought we'd tell, This woman is having a merry heart attack. People are buying more Twizzlers for Leonard Maltz. If she doesn't receive immediate medical attention, she'll go into permanent syndication. In medical news, I just received 200 cc's of lidocaine and had these electrodes attached to my chest. Learn and recognize the early warning signs. An uncontrollable crossing and uncrossing of legs. Excessive perkiness and an annoying preoccupation with the superficial. And Rob Lowe's favorite beetle is Ringo. Please help. Call your local Merry Heart Association today. Because just one Merry Heart is too many. Okay, I'll buy that. By the way, Don Stoddard has asked me to apologize for yesterday's show. It's uh, 10.08 at WINZ. Now, he didn't really ask me to. I just thought that uh, the very least I could do out of just common decency for the audience would be to... I didn't even hear it. You know, I was at Calder. I had a great day. Got in there for the fourth race, and there was Charlie Hussey with that first-time start. Is there anybody in the audience who believes that the new numbers work? They must work, because I see their lines flashing already. You know, the only problem is they didn't change the numbers on the instrument. Why didn't they do that? That would have made it... By the way, I'm going to read your memo on the air in just a minute. Mark Griffin, who has already embarrassed himself with that uh, one of those recordings that we played back during the Hallandale days, has outdone himself with a memo that is so incredible that it's unbelievable. It starts out to all personal. And it gets worse from there. Okay, that's the best part. That's the most literate part of the memo. But I'm going to save that for later because we always save the good stuff for last. Okay, now it's kind of fascinating. I'm sitting here and watching. There are a couple of lines ringing, but the wrong numbers are ringing. What do you think happened to the old number? Do you think that there's some little old lady in um, North Miami Beach who's got the old number? And some little old schlepper up in Tamarack has got the Broward number. Wouldn't that be exciting? I wonder what happens when you dial 6240191. I'll let you know in just a second. It says, I'm sorry, but the station that you're calling is off the air. What does that mean? 0191 has been changed. Oh, isn't that good? 624-9400. Excellent. I wonder if that's the same woman who spills the tea, the one who gives you the numbers on the phone. I mean, that's not done with a um, with a machine. There is an actual woman who records all of those, right? How the hell does she have time to do that? It's always the same woman. If you go to Anchorage, Alaska, the same woman says the number you're calling. Where the hell? What did they do with her? They got her locked in a time tunnel somewhere? Have you ever thought about that? Do you realize how many new numbers there are in town? Seriously, stop and think about that. There are thousands of new numbers probably every week. And this woman, this overworked, abused woman, probably slave labor, she's sitting inside a little room somewhere. She, you know where she probably is? I bet anything she's in there with Harper. She's locked in the same room with Harper, and they throw like a hamburger under the door every couple of hours, and they keep the two of them locked in. Yeah, this is it. Now, this is the same genius who wrote the memo that I just read on the air, folks. So figure it out. We don't want to get the wood upset. 
Table there's a good driver's test, they'll fail. Green gins and caddies with their dashes too high. They can't see the road, no matter how they try. Blue hairs, bold men, old folks. Early bird specials ablaze by these near-death folks wanting anything that's cheap. Nail down the silverware, chain up the sweet and low when the condos commando hits. Out the door it goes. Big purses, shopping bags. Express lanes at grocery stores where ten things are below. Don't stop the folks in Allendale with their carts packed up full load. They push and shove and ride it, check and hurry on their way. They drive home two miles, a trip to last all day. Obnoxious, rude folks. They listen to Neil Rogers' show on Wind's radio. Neanderthalish stupid comments from their mouth flow. They bid to the town council about this awful mail. And wonder why Neil Rogers says these things about Highlanddale. Well, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I wouldn't even get caught dead in Highlanddale. <laughs> Bye now. He keeps saying Good luck. Him. He's going to be caught dead in Carroll City, I'll tell you that. Is that embarrassing or what? Neil Rogers. Does she really say on 624? What is that all about? Has she been standing online in the tea store or what is with that? I don't understand her at all. Okay, we have two open lines still in Dade. Six... Serious, will you? See, I should have known. Wants to talk about the governor. What is with these people, anyway? Do they listen to this show? They probably want to talk about the governor. Then Lee was doing a poll on the hot clothing. You know, hot stuff. You know, about surgery potential. This is the time of year when everyone's a wee bit Irish. Say, Colleen, would you be wanting to come over to my place to help me uh, wax my shillelagh? Now that I would, Michael Patrick, if you be wearing the green. I know there's a smart lassie. She's making sure her laddie's wearing the Kelly Green protection of leprechauns. Don't be wishing on a holy clover. I'll fall in for the gift of gab. Especially if you're planning on kissing some blarney stones. <laughs> what have you? Be doubling your protection with different condoms. They're strong enough for a man. But I like them too. So, get yourself a different condom. And you won't be kissing anything else. Obviously, you could not have intercourse with her. You told me that 15 minutes later you were in the shower saying... Weeping and saying to God, oh God, I've been with a whore. Okay, 10.32 at WINZ. I'm wondering if we ought to continue. Uh, just, this is kind of fun, you know, just going through the whole rack and p especially picking out stuff that you have no idea. Let's see, is there anybody in Broward that wants to hear more of this stuff or they want us to take calls? Let's see from the Broward people that want to hear uh, hidden stuff from the rack that we just come across in here, like all of Ira's good stuff. Is there anybody who wants to hear it? All three of them within like three seconds. That must be Ira calling, huh? Hey, listen, might as well play his material because he never plays it. I never hear him playing all that stuff. He's always just sitting there screaming and yelling and carrying on about injustice and poverty and racism and all this other uh, stuff that he makes up in his mind, you know? There's no injustice. There's no poverty, right? And there's certainly no racism. We know that having li listened to Taffy for the last eight months. Okay, I wonder what this is. This ought to be really good. This ought to be great. I feel as though... 
Wait a minute. I thought that's what we just had on a minute ago. It sounds like the same one, doesn't it? Well, wait till he starts playing these carts on here, if he ever does. They're all going to be stuck in the middle. I haven't been at work in a week. The bill is coming, still coming in. I have no money to pay for it. Boy, you're telling me, kid. I don't even know what I'm going to tell that insurance man. <laughs> what insurance man? Well, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, I made an application with an insurance salesman for a policy on your life. A policy on my life? What for? Well, you just said so yourself, Ralph. What for? You're sick and there's no money coming in. And it could be worse. Listen, Ralph, I'll speak very plain. If you should die today, where would I be? Where would you be? Where would you be? Where would I be? Listen, Ralph, I'm only thinking of the future, and you know you're not getting any younger. I'm not getting any younger. I'm not getting getting any younger. Don't say it, Ralph. Don't I'll say, say it. it. Say it. When we got married, I was the one that had to get my mother's permission. <laughs> Don't get cute with me, Ralph. Don't get cute with me. Everybody knows it's a husband's duty to provide for his wife's future. That's it. Just kind of like ends in the middle of the sentence there. Well, that. What the hell is that? Holy Toledo, is that today's mail? Oh, it's not as bad. It's just the way you're carrying it. You know, he likes to be uh, emotional with all this stuff to make it look like there are 50,000 envelopes for the boon in a box. Just one more here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is this? The time was 1960, and the place was Newport News, Tidewater Town, in old Virginia. The man, the boy, child, the soul, was me. I said well, that's... you to 20 years. Yeah, that's enough of that. How long is that? Oh, that's not a long cart. That's one. I think I'll let that recue so Ira doesn't get all hysterical and upset, emotional. Okay, so you got some good mail there, huh? Boy, look at that. Probably ought to bring in John Holden to help us open some of that. Okay, well, I think we're going to take calls when we come back because uh, the lines have been ringing with a sense of urgency that I've seldom seen. And even though Kyle's going to be very depressed about it, I think we ought to. Uh, we haven't even given the numbers out, and they're going nuts out there today. Okay, uh, let me give the numbers one more time just in case there's anybody who uh, doesn't find you immediately, if not sooner, to slam the phone down with incredible urgency, okay? So uh, we don't take messages. We don't have time for messages. We do have one open line in Dade at 624-9400. 624-9400. Boy, there's some really bizarre mail here today. Here's one in Japanese. I treasured your picture like a child with a toy. Ooh. Okay, we can't... Uh, <laughs> we can't read that one on the air. Boy, we got uh, all kinds of good stuff. Okay, let's start in uh, Miami. Mr. Boonbox is on here. Hello. Morning. Yes. Originally, I had called to see if anybody had seen uh, Pat Boone on the Larry King Show. I heard the answer to that. Now I'm just wondering, Uncle Neil, if I can have my article back. <laughs> I, I knew you'd be getting nervous. My friends knew that I had sent, you know, brought it over to you. Yeah. And they, they wanted to see it. And said, where is it? Everybody's got an article but me. Yeah. Well, you, you're not going to get nervous if we keep it a couple of more days, are you? Uh, not a big deal. No. Just so you long, so long as you know I'm still alive. If you just no, don't worry about it. We're, we're guarding it with our lives, and as a matter of fact, when the uh, we've ordered a hundred copies from Hustler, 
And when the uh, copies come in, we're going to send you a brand new, brand new one. Because the other one, I mean, not that it's in bad shape, but we feel that the least we can do is send you a virgin copy. You're a heck of a guy. Isn't that something? That's something. Thank you, Neil. Just, uh, just be uh, enjoy the weekend knowing that you're giving a lot of people out there a humongous laugh. Believe me, I do. Okay, thanks a lot. That's the guy who supplied the uh, Boone in the Box picture originally. Boy, this mail today is really exciting. We got a postcard from Florence, Italy, from Steve. What's his name? The guy who used to do talk in this town and uh, who's kind of in limbo now. He always sends me a picture of these uh, statues, these Italian statues with the penises. Yeah, he always, every time he goes to Italy, he's grabbing it. Yeah. In fact, the one statue looks just like Steve now that you mention it. But, uh, yeah, he's got that thing, you know, and he always says, well, this is, you know, just because I know you'd enjoy this humor, but I'm beginning to wonder, you know, after about the 14th statue. You begin to really wonder. And then we have a little button here. That's good. Good stuff. Boy, this mail today, it's like something you get out of a junk shop. Uh-oh, I thought it was Major coming in. It's worse. It's worse. It's Harrison. What do you want? Oh, that's good. World record game fishes. Yeah, don't let him do my show when I'm on vacation, please. He's going to do uh, game fish. He'll do another one of those, uh, what do they call those tournaments? Billfish tournaments, yeah. He'll be doing that for four hours on this show. Get him out of here. Hollywood, hello. Hello. Hi. Here, I have those phone numbers for Palm Beach for the Herald. Thank you. Okay, wait a minute. Here we go. Ready. Okay, North Palm Beach. Oh, you mean there's more than one? There's two. Oh, that's exciting. Okay, North Palm Beach. Eight six. What is it? Six eight six. Six eight six. Two eight eight three. Two eight eight three. And South Palm Beach is two seven two. Two eight eight three. Great. Well, you did a great pubic service for us. Oh, always glad to help and get rid of the hell. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Now, all you stiffs up there in Palm Beach County, you know, it's about time you got involved in something too. And of course, uh, if you're offended by the fact that the Herald has turned into a uh, yellow sheet, and also by the fact that they are pandering so desperately, I mean, they admit now that they're pandering. They're desperate for circulation. They're running around uh, screaming in Spanish. Please, you know, buy the Herald. And uh, if you'd rather read the Palm Beach Post-Times or the uh, Sun Sentinel or the news or whatever, anything, you know, or even the New York Times, which I'll give that toll-free number out again if you'd like to have the New York Times delivered right to your door every morning. And it shows up double-bagged. Even at the supermarket, they don't double-bag anymore, but the New York Times gives you that double blue bag. Uh, you can call the Times at toll-free 1-800-631-2500 for home delivery. 1-800-631-2500. And just say no to the Herald by calling today and saying, Hasta luego, cancel my Herald subscription in South Palm Beach. Call 272-2883. That's 272-2883. And in North Palm Beach, do they hear us in North Palm Beach? Of course they do. They hear us all the way up to Stewart. Boy, that's exciting. 686-2883. That's for North Palm Beach. 686-2883. Eighty-three, And, of course, we know that Estee Lauder is listening. Please, whatever you do, say no to the Herald for us this weekend. Probably listening at the Kennedy compound, too, today, right? Of course. Miami Beach, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I was in my car yesterday about uh, about 3.30, and I turned on the radio, and it was on your channel, and uh, I hear the Michael Jackson tape. And I think, you know, I said, what's going on? Neil's supposed to be at uh, Calder. 
and it goes off, and it's not you. I, I don't think you're safe in your own station there with your material, huh? They're ripping you off all over the dial, and they're in your own house. Yeah, never trust any of these people. That's what I always say. Don't. Try, I'm going to start locking all my stuff up. Well, I tell you what, I think you should do to protect your station. They should put a disclaimer on before uh, these guys come on and tell you that if you're driving your car, you should turn it off because they could put you to sleep and it might cause an accident or something. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get much of a price on Leo Castillo. I think a lot of people know what you know. Yeah, well, plus it's an entry with uh, Gulch, you know, so it's probably going to be a short price. I think so, but I, I don't think Gulch is going to win it. No. No, but I'd rather cash than tear him up, you know. Absolutely, anytime. Hope to see you out of college sometime, Neil. Okay, I'll be there Sunday. Okay, sir, thank you. I'll look for you. Yeah, I'm going to take about uh, a couple hundred thousand out there on Sunday, which means I've got to find a brace truck between now and then. And just to go nuts. See, Mike Gonzalez had another couple of winners yesterday. Boy, is he going to have a meeting at Calder or what? Soto and Gonzalez. Trust me, just plunge your brains out on Santiago Soto and Mike Gonzalez, and you'll go home a rich puppy by the end of the summer. Hallandale, hello. Yeah, I just want to say I enjoy your taste much. And I'd like to make a request. What is that, sir? Telephone Man, if you have it. Telephone Man, that's one of my favorite records. Sure, appreciate hearing it. But I don't have it. Maybe the FM has got it. We'll try to find it. All right. Thanks. Good day. Where did he come up with that record? That's one of my all-time favorite records. Boy, I love that record. Uh, there's an open line in Dade, 624-9400. Let's go with great trepidation to Hallandale. Hello. Hello? I guess Sonny hung up. Yeah, I knew there would be no... See, I just knew ahead of time. Don't trust Hallandale. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hello? Yeah. Neil? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to the news earlier on the station, and uh, I just felt fell over when I heard that Winn-Dixie and all these, some of these other stores are banning Cosmopolitan magazine. Yeah, Winn-Dixie and Pubics. <laughs> From their rack because they had pictures of women's nude breasts. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Give us a break is right. I just can't believe this. Yeah, in fact, I have the story right here. The Publix and Winn-Dixie companies have both pulled two magazines showing pictures of women's naked breasts off the shelves of their supermarkets in South Florida. The banned publications are the June issues of Cosmopolitan and Glamour. So I have a feeling that everybody's going to be running to Albertsons or uh, Sun or something else to get copies of them. I don't know. Hello? Yeah. Um... Okay, there he goes. He just uh, ran out of material. I had a feeling he'd run out. He's just uh, speechless. Probably saw one of those breasts. Twelve minutes before 11 at WYNZ. Probably saw the uh, Boone in the Box picture. You'd be speechless, too. Okay, we have an open line in Broward now, 524-9400. We're not going for quality today. We're going for quantity. We want a lot of calls. They don't have to even be good. And, of course, so far, uh, Green Acres City, wherever the hell that is. Hello? Good morning, Neil. Where are you? Uh, this is just west of Lake Worth. Oh boy! Yeah, we're uh, we're up here, and uh, I got aging rapidly, no doubt. Pardon? Aging rapidly? Well, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, so far, I haven't. Speaking of so far, I got uh, we got some petitions. My address is Lakeworth, so if you look for Green Acre City in your records, you wouldn't find it. But okay. uh, we got some petitions, and I was over at uh, a shopping center nearby, and some yenta from Century Village tore up one of my petitions. So they're listening over there. I I had the um, the so far petition and she said, "You listen to Neil Rogers?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." I looked, listened to him, and she took it and ripped it up. 
Unbelievable. And uh, should have taken some... her and ripped her up. Well, I I was going to hit her, but you know, it's like you run out of. Uh... I, I I just couldn't get that. You know, I figured she's going to. She, you know, she's gone soon anyway. So what's the difference? Uh, I had a stiff from the Herald come to my door. And uh, I sent him away, told him I wouldn't buy his rag. And uh, I get the New York Times weekly publication in uh, on the record because I can't read it in print anyway, so it, it doesn't matter because um, I'm totally blind. But uh, I, you are able to get the New York Times through the if somebody's listening who can't see, and you can get the New York Times weekly news service through the, your local library. Although they won't print Playboy for you anymore, they, the Congress said it wasn't right for the Library of Congress to. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. I'll tell you. They were afraid you might feel something that uh, would get you excited. <laughs> now I found another number, by the way, for for say no to the Herald. Uh, in addition to the one that the lady gave, I, I called information, got the uh, number for circulation for the Herald in West Palm is six eight nine thirty thirty three. Thirty thirty three. Affirmative. For West Palm Beach. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I asked for the circulation number and I called there and they answered circulation. So. Excellent. Okay. But that's a, that's another one that people can uh, can use up, and we'll try to resuscitate Green Acres and uh, and get a few people uh, breathing up here. Okay. We're Thank. Try to keep it going for you. Thanks a lot for your help. All right. See you later. West Palm Beach. If you'd like to say no to the Herald, six eight nine three zero three three. And speaking of that, here, right in my hot little hand, there's a gentleman in Fort Lauderdale who sent to so far his endorsed check, his refund check of $20.66 from the Miami Herald. Didn't we tell people, didn't we instruct the folks to do this some time ago? And they're slowly but surely beginning to get into the act. And he also sent us uh, additional checks there for so far and even radio aid, which is incredible. And we thank him from the bottom of our, from the bowels of our existence, from the depths of our innards. We have a woman in a mobile phone. I can't believe it. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Great. Great. Yeah, I'm in a mobile phone. This is my life, my home. I drive around the car all day long. Incredible. Yeah, right now. And I love your show. I want to tell you that after you go off, I don't know what the hell to do with myself all day. It's desperate. Anyway, what I want to talk about was this magazine crap. Um, taking the magazines off the Cosmopolitan and all that. And I was thinking to myself, you know, they had some children's uh, magazines. So now older men might, you know, take these magazines and start getting crazy ideas about kids. Yeah, that's right. We better get those out of there, too. I really think they have a Sesame Street book that might be very dangerous. Yeah, somebody might get hot for Big Bird. Exactly. You know, Big Bird, or they might see a kid and say, oh, why, this kid reads like a Sesame Street book, and we have a lot of problems. So I came up with the idea that to ban all magazines. Don't have magazines in the story. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. In fact, maybe the next time we go into a Winn-Dixie or Publix, we ought to uh, take all the magazines and burn them. Exactly. You know, we can take them up to the front counter and say, look, I don't want this. I don't want to look at it. I don't want yeah. my children seeing it. I think it's a great idea. But I do have one thing. I was wondering if other women felt the way I did. Uh, I didn't see the Cosmopolitan magazine. I don't buy it. It's a garbage book anyway. But, um, you know, there's a level of intelligence that just goes with that magazine. But why would a magazine that deals with women want to put a picture of women's breasts in the magazine. Women don't give a damn what other women's breasts look like. You know, well, why would they cater to maybe, a maybe they're trying Maybe they're trying to cater to a new, to a lesbian readership out there. Ah, uh -huh. okay. Well, if you read the magazine... See, I never thought about that. 
and I will, and the dentist's office, and there's nothing else around but that. Uh, it really caters to a, a sub-intellectual level. Yeah. Bad news. But anyway, I think we got to take Sesame Street off the, the uh, counter, and I think that's the next step. Something you should work on. Okay, we're going to uh, get over to Windexie and Publix this afternoon yeah. and see what yeah. we can do we'll about it. Yeah, you know, picketing against Sesame okay. Street. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll also be on the alert for any uh, bag boys with earrings, too. Oh, right, on the left side or the right. I forget which one it is. Either one. The, uh, okay, just the one. And even... I love you, so you're a knockout. You really are. Okay, drive with care now. Thank you. Thanks for keeping me alive in the car. Okay, look out for those pigs. <laughs> I sure do. Okay. Bye-bye now. As a matter of fact, uh, there's going to be inspection at all public stores today. All the bag boys, they're going to be checking for earrings, and not just in the ears either, by the way. So you really better uh, clean house. Six minutes before 11 at WINZ, we ought to do one more break this hour just to see how it works. There's nothing worse than being at loose ends about things. You know, that feeling that things just aren't right, but you can't figure out why. Maybe it's stress. Or maybe you're pushing too hard and you can't sleep. 1055 at WYNZ. Don't forget to take your life savings and plunge your brains out on Leo Castilli in the Belmont tomorrow. Get two for the price of one. Leo Castilli and Gulch, the Leroy Jolly entry. So I would bet at least a couple of bucks to show. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hello. How you doing? Neil. Yes. I just wanted to compliment you on your format. It's improving every, every minute. By every moment. Every moment. I'll tell you... When I listen to some of the other talk hosts, it's murders and uh, AIDS and yeah. clothing, stolen clothing. Stolen clothing. Yeah, Lee's taking a poll on that today. I don't want anybody to miss it. Uninteresting. Uh, my, your show is like me going to a uh, nightclub entertainment. I don't have to go to nightclub. I can listen to your... Yeah, the price is right on this show. Beautiful. Every verbal, everything's coming out beautiful. <laughs> Letting it hang out, and it's beautiful. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay, that's what Pat Boone said. Although in his case, it wasn't beautiful, but uh, nothing in life is perfect, right? Boy, I think we just have time to play Mark Griffin's Ode to Hallandale before the end of the hour. I see he's up there messing with that. Uh, in fact, we could do a lot of wild things because he's changing the uh, logger tape. That's always the time. When you see them doing that out of the corner of your eye, that's always the time to let loose with a few good ones, you know? Do we have that, or did somebody steal that, too? First, they stole the memo... And next thing you know, they're going to be stealing uh, this masterpiece. No chance, boy. We wouldn't turn this loose. This is going to be on the FM tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Part of their new format. Okay, it's... Uh... <laughs> well, listen, wasn't that good enough? No, come on. Unless you're a hundred years, don't move to Hollandale. If the people there took a driver's test, they'll fail. By the way, it's his birthday today, so we wish him happy birthday, but... Um, do we want to play any more of this on his birthday? Can he handle him? No? Okay. Lincolns and caddies with their dashes too high. They can't see the road, no matter how they try. Blue hairs, bald men, douchebags, folks. Early bird specials are plagued by these near-death folks wanting anything that's cheap. Oh, I play this under the news headlines, Mike. Look out. Chain up the sweet and low when the condos commando hits. Out the door it goes. Yeah, you can say that again. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this hour. And, of course, uh, what can I say that hasn't already been said about that? Mike Wolf is here all alone. Don't get panicky now with local and area news headlines. 
Roger. You know, those of you who are into quiz shows, boy, we got a special surprise for you in the noon hour. Our guest in the 12 o'clock hour is going to be the late Jack Berry. Now, Colonel North, let me try and get this straight. All right, Senator. Your testimony is that Bob McFarlane had a plan to get some contra aid. Uh, that, that is correct, sir. He'd sell our weapons to Iran to get that contra aid. With a plane load here? And a plane load there. Here a load, there a load. Everywhere a plane load? Uh, that's right. Bob McFarland had a plan to get some contra aid. So old McFarland had that plot to get that contra dough. Yes, but when the going got too hot, he couldn't take no more. A valium here. And a valium there. Here a pill. There a pill. Everywhere a down up. Bob McFarlane had the plan to get some contra aid. Yes, uh, I see. Well, thank you for clearing this matter off, Colonel Lord. And thank you, Senator. And I would advise your counsel that before any further testimony is heard, you have that piano tuned. Yes, sir, of course. It's 1107 at WINZ. We're going to be continuing our live coverage of the Iran Gate hearings in the next hour when uh, Jack Berry shows up. Okay, when you were a little kid, did you watch, well, you're not old enough, Winky Dink and You with Jack Berry? You did watch that. You had one of those little, uh, of course, your screen was probably black, right? You had one of those black screens you put over that couldn't see Jack Berry anymore. That's our Rasta Jew in the other room. He just uh, can't figure out what he wants to be. In fact, next week I heard he's going to convert and become white next week, which is really going to be a trip. That's going to be great. Hollywood, hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing? I'm oh, pretty good, and you? Okay. I'm calling from Hollywood. It's the first time I'm calling. Well, nobody's perfect, sir. <laughs> and, uh, congratulations on the on your show. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and did you watch the game last night? Oh, I watched a lot of that game, yeah. In fact, I watched it right till the end because I was in my glory. I loved every second of it. Oh, I hated it. Why? I'm a Boston fan. Well, yeah, but you realize that you're outmatched. You're outclassed. You're in a different league. Well, these first two games, yeah, I agree with you. But well, what do you think is going to change when they go to the Garden? You think something is going to change? Oh, come on, you know it does now. Oh, not in this case. <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, when they're playing marginal teams like Detroit and they can get you know pay off the officials, you know that's one thing. Oh, well, you know, I think that the... they, Red Auerbach doesn't have enough money to pay off enough people to you know fix this. I don't know. Oh, you think he does? Detroit would have beat the Lakers if they had gone to the finals, and so would Milwaukee. But I don't think Boston. But don't think Boston. So another, wait a minute. But so in other words, you're admitting, even though you're a Celtics fan, that Detroit and Milwaukee were better teams than the Celtics. Yeah, but they couldn't beat them. They, I mean, they had more people, and they were playing a better kind of ball. But you know, when it, well, well, let me ask you a stupid question. I mean, I know it's illegal, but uh, people have been known to bet a dime or two in town. You don't bet on basketball, do you? Yeah, I do. You do. Okay. Now, are you going to be betting on the Celtics in the third game? Well, I'll be betting for the Celtics for the next four games, and I think they're going to... Oh, come on. Now, who did you bet on the first two games? I didn't bet those games. I thought, I thought they were going to lose the first two. Oh, yeah, in other words, so you're right on schedule? So far, yeah. Uh-huh. They're not used to going down two games to nothing, but... No. For all those L.A. Lakers fans... Wait till they go down three games to nothing, then they're really going to not be used to it. And when they get behind four games to nothing, then they're really in for a surprise, because then the surprise is there's no fifth game. I think they got the Lakers just where they want them now. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had two games to nothing, and they're bringing them into Boston. What are they going to do? Tranquilize them or something? Well, you know, things change now when you get to Boston. What are they going to do? Jam them all into Roxbury and get them locked up in there or something? Oh, that little leprechaun will be right on the rim there, knocking all the balls. Yeah, well, <laughs> I have a line for that, but I better not use it. Oh. Okay, well, 
something about the rim. Well, listen, good luck to you, and uh, may the good news be yours. Yeah, all those Laker fans, I'm sorry, but I think... Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. We should have gotten his number. Boy, I bet we'd, have, we'd, be, we'd probably burn out the lines with people anxious to bet with that guy, right? Boy, a fool and his money are soon uh, parted. It's interesting what you wrote on. Was that a Freudian slip? You wrote wet bokeh. Hello. Good morning, Neil. It's not wet here, but I'm sure it will be soon. Well, um, if you keep listening to this show long enough, sir. That's right. That's right. Listen, there were two talk shows yesterday, two call-in shows that I was very disappointed weren't taking calls. One was on your station. One was on CNN. Um, the one on your station was your close personal friend, Don Stoddard's show. Oh, that was a great show, man. Uh, and we apologize for it. Never again. Well, you know, I mean, he was, I was all expecting the, uh, him to talk about what he does and all that. And then the second part he of the show... He can't talk about what he does. Yeah, well, the second part <laughs> of the show, he had all these publicists <laughs> on there. And that's, that's nice. That was pretty easy for him. And this, the first part was something about juvenile delinquency. But I wanted to call in and ask him why he doesn't review any current movies on uh, on the air. He just reviews movies that have been out already for two months. That's because Don is juvenile and delinquent. <laughs> well, I was I was curious about that. The other thing was uh, your other close personal friend, Larry King. Oh, I have so many of them, yeah. On CNN. What's the question, sir? Was, did you catch him with Pat Boone last night? No, I forgot about it. We went out to eat, and I forgot to set my VCR. It was unbelievable. Some bozo did manage to call in and tell him what a great job he did uh, stealing, uh, you know, Little Richard and uh, Fat Domino songs. Are you serious? And King, to use your term, was uh, tinkling all over him. What a, what a great interpreter of rock and roll he is. <laughs> was, I sat there, and I, I thought it was I thought I was hallucinating. I thought it was an acid flashback. I thought maybe the Fireside Theater was writing material for King. <laughs> Orson Welles lives, sir. Un in Larry King's body. I just I couldn't believe it, but I was dying for uh, for the opportunity to call through to King and uh, mention something about uh, someone in Miami distributing pictures of uh, Mr. Boone's uh, genitalia, and uh, I was very disappointed I didn't have the opportunity to do so because I think it would have been nice not only to uh, let Pat know or let the world know uh, Pat's past. But also, uh, you know, a little shot at King and let him try and figure out who in Miami on the radio... Uh, oh, he wouldn't know. Wouldn't know? Yeah, he would know. Oh, he would know. Well, great. So, you know, but uh, it was it was pretty bizarre. I, I just, I mean, Boone was on for like a, a quick minute and then they had Gore Vidal on, which was uh, just really wonderful. You know, it was just... It's a good thing Gore didn't get a hold of one of those pictures. <laughs> And it was it was just too much. It was too much. By the way, um, I got a, uh, a survey in the mail today from uh, my uh, congressman wanting to know what I feel about different issues, defense spending, social security, blah, blah, blah. He didn't have a write-in spot in there, but I made my own, and I wrote uh, something that he should start paying attention to what the FCC is doing to First Amendment rights. So it's a, it's a good idea uh, this time of year, uh, well, not necessarily this time of year, but just generally Congress people like to send these things out since they can't do that for nothing anyway with their mail privileges. So your audience uh, probably would be yeah. real smart if they would uh, do their own write-ins on that yeah. as well. Well, I'm all in favor of mail privileges, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Okay. Okay, hang in there. Yeah, bye. See you later. How you doing, Pat? How the hanging? Okay, get him off of here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here he is in spite of popular demand. Boy, you sure picked a good day to come in, man. They're all uh, three sheets to the wind today. 
<laughs> Don't start, uh, you know, on a sour note. Let's what is really that do stinking thing you have in your hand? You know, no matter how many times I give you good cigars, I mean really good, expensive and inexpensive cigars, it doesn't do any good. The next time I see you, you've lit up one of the worst... You see this card I got in the mail today? Signed, Love Steve, from our friend Mr. King in Florence, Italy. Really? Yeah, I had torn it up, but I put it back together Is for he, you. He's over there, but he's still Every time he goes over there, uh, he sees uh, these statues, yeah. and he just gets hysterical. And he always writes me a card and says it reminds him of me. And unfortunately, I'm not quite as well endowed as that one statue there, but uh, <laughs> just the guy's just incredible. How do you know this is Steve King? I know. Oh. The nose knows. Oh, okay. Because he's done this in the past. And the fun begins, he says, when he comes back. Oh. He's in for a big surprise. The fun begins on Monday <sighs> when Stan Major, who's sitting to my right with no cigar, as a matter of fact, which is very rare. Is that an omen? No, it's my first day in the building, so I decided I'd be a nice Didn't guy. want to stink it up? Well, I certainly am not going to smoke that, that, that <laughs> putrid piece of crap you got coming out of your mouth, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a cigar connoisseur, and when somebody yeah. runs me out of a studio, you know. Well, we how went, are you, Neil? We you in, sure have we changed, We ran you into Neil. the studio last night. Oh, yeah, that studio was restaurant. good. Yeah, that, that was, was good. I, about ten pounds more than when I walked in the door, I think. <laughs> and thank God you didn't tell me about the dessert tray until it was time for desserts, or I would have waited. You won't believe this, but the Brick Oven Pizzeria is sending food over at noon today. Mm. Just in honor of you being there. <sighs> Lord, you're really different, Neil, and i got to tell you this. Yes. I don't know whether or not I... Uh, you're really intimidating, and I don't know whether I can follow you. Okay, get lost. No, there I'm, he I goes, ladies and gentlemen. The shortest hit... Well, of course, you've done a lot of jobs like that. I guess a lot of us have. I once was hired at WBUD in uh, Trenton, New Jersey, to be the PD. Seriously. And I accepted the job. And I looked around the town, and I came back, and I had left something in the station, like a resume or something. I came back and got it, and I left. Kind of like that even... sales manager who was here on Tuesday for about 15 minutes. You're not going to believe this. but I don't believe it. Exactly the same thing happened to yeah. me. Did really? In Trenton. Same radio station. WBUD? Same radio. Out, out was the that country. old guy with the white hair, the no, guy who looked lady, like the... A lady. lady owned it. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's about two or three miles out in the country. The only way you get any place is hook, you know, mm -hmm. either have a car or ask for a ride from somebody. I didn't happen to have a car at the time. I'd had it, mine was repossessed. So I asked one but of the What yours was repossessed? Is this a way to begin, you know, uh, to come back? I mean, we're talking about 1909. Come on, we're talking about way back. About, yeah, about 20 years. two years ago. <laughs> so I went into the city, and I didn't even go back to get my resume. <laughs> I let them have my resume. I got on a train and went back to Chicago. Anyway, how are you? You sure do sound different. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. What are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> Anything I can get, which is not a lot these days, I'll tell you. Very careful. I mean, you're careful. saying all these naughty words on the radio that... Uh, well, if I... you can't do it, at least you can talk about <clears throat> it. Oh, you, yeah, right. You can say it. Yeah, well... Like what, douchebag? No, you can't say douchebag on the air. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's no tapping the callum, folks. So when are you going to call Nixon? Are we going to get to him? <clears throat> no, we're not going to. I'll tell you gonna, one thing. If you play gonna. that tape on the air, man, I'm, I'm leaving. Why? I mean, you I have, can't do that. Because you've made a career out of that one accident. And it was an accident. Have, snooze would have to give me permission. No, they wouldn't. No, that was under previous ownership. That company has been dissolved. Oh, really? Sure. Hmm. I mean, I can oh, play now my hour and tell tapes, too? Of course. Anything oh, you like. That company no longer exists. 
Oh, you tape Alice? Probably no. steal his material, right? No, no, I don't. Not anymore. Not after listening to you. I'm going to steal all yours. Okay. I'm going to come in here and play your card rack every afternoon. Fine with me. You don't have to have any fear. Now, when Glenn Hill plays it again, it's going to be the end. You can play it, but not Glenn Hill. It just bugs me when he gets his grubby hands in a rack and starts... Uh... Did you hear what he did yesterday with that Michael Jackson glove and he played the wrong... Uh... What, what, what do you mean on Channel 10? Wait a minute. Hello? Hill? Davey? Yes. What does this mean on Channel 10? Well, last night, I guess when you were out to eat, they had the uh, uh, scared straight 10 years later. Yeah. They ran it unbleeped. Yeah, of course, with all the words. That's what I said the other day. If you put it on in the form of a documentary, the same words that are allegedly harmful are no longer harmful. But if, it, if you just say them in the middle of a show, then all of a sudden people are going to start falling out, you know, passing out in the middle of the street from the or same Or if words. it's a direct quote that somebody else said. Yeah, then it's say, okay. You can say it. Don't say it. And because, you know, I'm sure there were kids watching that from uh, 8 to 10. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that whole thing, that program is aimed at kids, right? To keep them out of jail. I was just surprised because I never heard that kind of language on a, a regular network station. Well, does that show you the hypocrisy of the FCC? What a bunch Agree, of you know, it just aggravates me because they give you guys bags they are. aggravation. And then, you know, I just figured maybe they're going to go a test case and see what's going to happen. No, no, that's aired like that before, and nobody gets excited. Just like all the breasts on PBS. Uh, as long as they're from a third world country, you can show all the breasts you want. Mm. They're American women with large breasts. Then immediately they're going to put you in jail. Well, I was on last night, by the way, on one of the channels. What? Uh, I don't uh, that movie about That's the what dinosaurs. No, the movie about the dinosaurs, where they had all the native uh, dinosaurs ladies. with naked breasts. No, the native ladies. No, oh. I don't know what channel that is. Oh, I, wait a minute. I here's figure out here's my... somebody an un unincorporated date who's upset over waiting so long. Is that what this says? Are you upset? Yeah. What are you upset about? The Celtics. They did. They didn't lose by forty. They were supposed to. Oh, they invaded by body snatchers. The Lakers didn't cover? The Lakers didn't do a good enough job covering them. I used to be a Celtics fan up until Saturday's game. The last 17 seconds of the game were disgraceful. Yes. And you didn't put my spot on Wednesday about the Celtics. What spot? I called you up and talked to you. I told you I bet on the game with my sister. Yeah. You didn't run it. Why? Didn't run what? What is he call. talking about? What do you mean I didn't run the call? What do you think we do? Tape the calls? What are you talking about? Are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Is I your br brain damage? Are you? I was just. <clears throat> you beat me to the punch, huh? I, I think I've had your show on too long. Okay, well, listen. Go listen to uh, Lee Fowler. He's taking a good poll today. Okay, we have some open lines if you want to talk to Stan Major and find out what the hell he's going to do here. Well, I'm not going to be here that long. What do you mean? I, I, I've Where are you going now? Tour. No, I have to take the tour. Mark's waiting for me. Screw him. Take the tour. Tell him to get laws. I can't leave. do that. He no. just hired me. Who you can do that. You no, got stuff. No, he's got, got zilch. He's got memos to type in here. Tell him to get laws. Is he typing? Leave us alone in here, Mark. Does he still write memos? No. I have some memos in Philadelphia that are classic. Really? Yeah. Good. Let's blackmail him with them. Okay, uh, we have an open line in Broward, 524-9400. And a couple of open lines in Dade, 624-9400. It's 1122 at WINC. Peter, where are my carts? Where's my stuff? Oh, man, I'm telling you, these people on the FM, you know, they pretend. They pretend that they want to share. But uh, I'm a little nervous, you know. They're hiding uh, old Gonzers back there, hiding all the good stuff until Monday. He wants to play it first on Monday morning, right? <laughs> I know the way those FM people are. They're insecure. 
and paranoid and very jittery. And, of course, if you've seen the book, uh, you understand why. <laughs> okay, 22 past 11 and wins. Let's do a break, and we'll come right back. Also very upset over the way. What's this, the new tactic now to get on fast? Hello. Hello. Are you upset? No, I'm not upset. Okay, hold on then. No, I'm, 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 I'm just, just kidding. I just called in or something because he asked me what city, the same thing they ask you when you first call. Oh, okay. Okay, I got a question for you. Uh, it seems that you're asking for people's opinions on the air, like the other day when you were, when, when you were talking about this, uh, this Kuwaiti oil thing. And I got on the air and I had a different opinion. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I wasn't talking about it in the first place. Are you the guy that called in and said, are you talking about it? I said, wasn't talking no, about no, it. No, no, that day you were, you were definitely talking about it. Wrong. You were talking about Wrong. whether or not uh, Wrong. who died were Wrong. or heroes. Or... Wrong. No, I wasn't talking. You got the wrong show, pal. Get lost. The guy wanted to, see, he had a bet with his buddy that he'd keep you on the phone for two minutes. Well, he, just he was wrong, that. yeah. Guy's nuts. Look what you did to the phone now. you got the uh, Glen Hill magic all of a sudden. The phones have almost all gone out. But that's no big deal. I'm serious. I mean, I've, I've, got I've destroyed your program before by walking into the studio. Come on, folks. Will... Let's get with it here. What the hell do you think this is? Continue to destroy Siesta your time? program in the future. Siesta time. Let me give those numbers again and the lines aren't full. Well, mention my name so they know who's here. Okay. Steve Kane is here. Barry Farber. Would you settle for Stan Major? What do you mean, mention your name? I've been promoting the hell out of you all week. You better do a good show Monday. God, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> don't tell Mark Hume that. Well, let's he talk about Don up. Johnson. Yeah, you're obsessed with uh, Miami Vice, by the way. Just obsessed. Is there any young ladies in the audience? I came back. Are there any young ladies in the audience, by the way, who'd like a date this weekend? Stan basically only works in radio to get dates. On the air, I just. Oh, well, I need that. movers this weekend. Is what I really. Oh, need. movers and then dates next week. Yeah, right. Okay, let's uh, try Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yeah, did you want to go out with Stan? No, I don't think you're his type. <laughs> go ahead. Hello, is Neil? Yeah. Hi, Neil. How you doing? My okay. name's Mark. How you doing, Mark? Listen, I want to talk about the scared straight program that was on last okay, night. Okay, we don't use names on the air, Mark. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, did you feel that that was real? I didn't see it. I saw it the first time, which is years ago, like ten years ago. Right. It was real. Yeah. And the whole purpose behind that is to have inmates uh, more or less scare kids scare. and not doing any crime. Scare the crap out of them, right. Is that, is that correct? They're supposed to just be, be there to scare them to the, so they don't do any crime? Yeah, and you notice that we have no kids committing crime in America today, so it obviously is very effective. Well, I am speaking from experience. I have been in prison. Um, I am presently incarcerated. Um, I am here for something that I did not do. I was in prison for something I did not do. Yeah. Okay? All it takes is for someone to sign a statement against you. Okay? And you're going to be arrested and you're going to be thrown in jail. And you're going to stay in jail. And you might even be convicted of something you didn't do and you're going to go to prison. And 10 years, 15 years down the road, they figure out, well, this guy isn't the one that did it. Well, let's let him out. But you've got to go through all that aggravation and all that torture and all the mental and, and the physical abuse you have to put up with in prison. All right? And I don't think that that, that show, I mean, it needs to be updated. I mean, it needs to be, they need to have people like me that's been to prison for something we didn't do and talking to the American people and tell them. I mean, you could be walking down the street tomorrow and they can arrest you because somebody said that you robbed them. Yeah. And you're going to go to jail and you're going to stay in jail until you prove you didn't rob that man. Now, is this, is this right? I mean, they're, they're complaining about overcrowding. The jails are packed. They got people sleeping on the floors. I mean, it's not right. Good luck. Good, good luck to you, Mark. 29 past 11 at WYNZ, and, uh, I mean, what do you want me to say to him? 
Well, he forgot one little thing that he didn't mention at all. And oh, now he's going to uh, start. Uh, Mr. Right Wing here is going to no, start. No, he mentioned mentioned. Uh, he didn't mention at all the the justice system and the fact that you face oh, trial. God, you know. Do you want to? Uh, well, you heard what he said. Fly, he said you're arrested and go to jail. You got to understand, Daffy, in this country, you're Daffy's not arrested audience, and go to jail. Daffy's right? audience. Well, I'm not going to argue with him. The guy's obviously uh, in a traumatic situation. Um, I think he's in Fort Lauderdale. Bundy. You want to fry him? Because Daffy's audience, you know, all ten of them are sitting out there, all those old bags, very nervous because they don't know where you're coming from. They think it's probably another raving liberal that I've brought in here. I mean, this man sleeps with his Ronald Reagan doll every night. Ted Bundy should not even have been... He shouldn't have seen the second day in a jail. Some police officer, some very smart, some very astute police officer... Should have pulled out his 357 Magnum and blowed Bundy off the face of the earth about 10 minutes after he was arrested. In fact, I wouldn't even have gotten Bundy to the police station. That's what I would have done with Ted Bundy. Okay? That's our new little... Think of all the money we would have saved the state of Florida. Yeah. Do you know what it has cost? Like Christopher Wilder. Trials they did the right appeals? thing with Wilder, didn't they? They blew him away. Right? Who's Who's Wilder? Oh, that's right. You haven't been down here. He was the guy that was kidnapping the girls down here, and they finally, in New England, they found him. And uh, When was that? Oh, about a year ago, a couple of years ago. Yeah. No, it's more a couple of years now, I guess. When you're out in Phoenix for a year, Who you're is really Wilder? Oh, that's right. You were in Phoenix with Tom uh, Don't Like Us. I don't even want to talk about Phoenix, man. You don't want to talk about Tom Phoenix Don't Like nice Us. City. I know that. He, first, I'm first telling you, there's something, nice there's something going on between Major and Tom Don't Like Us. Because he won't talk about the guy. He just refuses to uh, say anything. Well, I can say nice things about Phoenix. Except they don't have any water. See what I mean? It's just like Segreto the other day. Every time I mentioned Rick Weaver, it was like his hearing aid went off. Is Rick Weaver still alive? Yeah. Boy, does he need a bath, I'm telling you. You mean he hasn't bathed since Peoria? No. Oh, okay. Since uh, Buffalo. Oh, all right. Your show's great, Neil. <laughs> Too bad I dropped in. I was enjoying it in the car before I came in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you ought to, uh, you know, you haven't been here for seven years. Now, of course, uh, Stan made his mark by uh, making an accidental call, and he's made a whole career out of his phone call to Richard Nixon I and Sam Clemente. He's made a whole career out of it. It was incredible. We went on the air in uh, late April. Was it April? Late March uh, or April gonna be, of uh, Is this going to be, let's talk about old times on the Neil Rogers. <laughs> Who cares, See, he Neil? Liked, he'd like to forget about him. See, he is embarrassed the way he milked that accident. It was an accident. Who what, gave, who gave you that number, by the way? Mickey Dane. <laughs> who's with a B gave him the number? Remember who's with a B? No, is Mickey, it Bobby or gonna, Betty? Or you're you're going to remember this. Mickey sent uh, Mrs. Nixon a, a uh, bouquet of roses for yeah. her birthday. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Nixon sent Mickey a telegram thanking her. Yeah. What Mrs. Nixon didn't know was... I think was somebody that, slipped her a Mickey, if you ask me. Well, what, what uh, Mrs. Nixon didn't know, Pat Nixon, was that they put the phone number on the telegram. Yeah. Where the call originated from. And Mickey, of course, being as devious as she is, put a spell on Pat Nixon, who then turned into a frog. <laughs> and while while hopping through the wind's atrium, then turned into Stanley J. Cohen, which is incredible. And since then, Mickey has turned Stanley back into a frog. I'll bet you do not know how this atrium came into being. Well, I know that Dick Casper built this building. Yeah, Dick Casper built the building, but he had the atrium put in because there were times when he couldn't find the John. Well, Casper always had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's talk about the Miami Herald. How do I subscribe? I want to tell you one thing. If you subscribe, <laughs> if you subscribe to the Herald, you could have the shortest shift in the history of radio. I have to read the paper. I haven't oh, been here for seven years. You haven't seen the thing that Linda Thornton did. I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. Well, if our lackey is not too busy in the programming office, maybe he could uh, <laughs> dig into our little box there and uh, find the Herald article. She did a pretty nice thing about you, and she said that Taffy basically was, uh, you know, never stole a freight train, but she was boring. Uh-huh. And she was. Taffy was uh, terminal, to be honest with you. Well, I'm going to be boring. <laughs> I am. I'm going to be absolutely boring. In fact, uh, I have decided that for the first week, I'm not going to take any calls. I mean, I don't want to talk to these people who are... And all they're going to say is how wonderful it is yeah, that you're I'm a breath back of in fresh Miami, air. right? You're a breath of... Well, you should set some ground rules. You should say you don't want to hear anybody say you're a breath of fresh air. Okay, they might say you're first a breath ground of rule failure. is that uh, you, you, you cannot call the program if you are under you the age of 60. If you're under the age of 60. Under the age of 60, you cannot call the oh, program. Oh, yeah. Okay. I hope Mark's listening. We're going to reconsider this whole move. <laughs> and the second thing is we're going to say nothing but negative things about Neil Rogers for Good. an entire well, that's week. That's okay. I'm used to that. I'm used to that. He's looking for all of Daffy's old misfits. Boy, they're going to be uh, in a Feeney frenzy. We'll probably get Sam and Marcy to call. Huh? No? What, what was the incident? Well, listen, i got a break to do Neil while Rogers. you're uh, getting all excited there. What? What what's, what's she mean when it says previously cooled down after in Incisive talk host Neil Rogers signed off at 2 p.m. You notice oh, he's not even speaking into the mic. Okay, he's I thought mumbling. she was talking about something else. Is this your first... Hey, they uh, got John P uh, Panetta's to a radio picture station? This was a picture. Guy came out from the Herald and took a whole set of... Yeah, uh, and then they always take the worst one. the Tropic. Yeah. No, they were going to do a Tropic story on me. Oh, just be glad they didn't. Before I left. Did you, you ever know? see the one they did on me? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, well, come on. Look, if they're not going to print 300,000 wonderful things that about you, fat, you think they bald, got, atheist, they got homosexual... The name right. They got the name right. And I'm not bald. He's not going to let me read this story. All right, let friends. me do a break while Stan is reading the story. And if you've liked him so far, uh, just wait. Hi, this is Ron Harrison. How would you and the family like to take off for three days? Well, if you take off to the Durrell Hotel and Country Club, you won't be disappointed. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for a golf vacation, a beach vacation, and a spa vacation all rolled into one three-day vacation of fun. It's the Durrells, three for fun family vacation. Golf for Dad at the Durrell Hotel and Country Club. The beach in Atlantic Ocean for the kids at the Durrell Hotel on the Ocean. And a beautiful experience for Mom, the new world-class Durrell Saturnia Spa Resort. Your one key at the Durrell Hotel and Country Club opens the door to guest privileges to all the Durrells of Florida. In Miami, all close by. And they're all offering something different for each member of the family. And at a super price, just $62.50 per person per night, double occupancy, with a two-night minimum and no charge for children. Come out to the Durrell Hotel and Country Club. Spend the weekend with me. I'll be broadcasting there June 20th from 1 to 3 p.m. That's the Durrell Hotel and Country Club. Call them at 592-2000. 592-2000. The Durrell Hotel and Country Club. But hurry, rooms are limited. Welcome, car shoppers and car buyers, to the price fight of the century. Yes, it's the price fight of the century at both the Orange Bowl and Lockhart Stadium. With thousands of cars and trucks in all weight classes. Toyota, Chevrolet, Ford, Honda, Hyundai, Oldsmobile, Dodge, Mitsubishi, Mazda, Acura, Suzuki, Isuzu, Buick, Subaru, AMC, Jeep, Renault. And hundreds of used cars battling for your business. There will be championship deals this weekend as these price fighters square off with factory incentives from select dealers like no money down, no payments till 88, 0% APR financing, cash rebates up to $1,200. 
free factory options. $2,500 guaranteed trade-in on any used car purchase. Plus a Discovery Cruise worth $59 while they last with every car or truck demonstration. And now, wait, who's this stepping into the ring? Why, it's you coming down this weekend to the price fight of the century. At two locations, both the Orange Bowl and Lockhart Stadium. And the winner is you! Have you a last request? Uh, Jeff, give me a light. <gasps> yeah, when you're looking for a light beer with a lot more taste than this commercial, ask for it by name. Crud Light. Well, Comrade Gorbachev, this looks like a fine nuclear weapons treaty. Bah, let us toast. Good idea. Give me a light. No, wait. I need a crud light. Oh. Crud light. Ask for it by name or else. Twenty-two before noon at WINZ. Boy, way, that was really exciting, Neil. Do yeah. I get to play those two on my show? No. Good. <laughs> <clears throat> so what do you think of Linda Thornton's article there, Rob? Uh, well, I, I think exciting, it's huh? wonderful. And, uh, you know... Uh, she I, was pretty nice. Well, she I want to meet this. I want to meet this young lady quickly. She's already uh, spoken Oh, before. okay. I, I, I saw Michelle last night. I love Michelle. She looks great. Here we go. Next, he'll be back on Connie Hicks. Have you tracked her down again? Where is she? You know, the one thing about Stan that's always amazed me, Stan has these... Phantom like Ted Bundy, I've good taste in pointy-headed brunettes, right? Phantom mystery mm. uh, romances in his own mind. In other words, he has uh, so right now romantic involvements with people who don't even know who he is. It's Don Johnson. Yeah, don't start that rumor. Boy, that's all we need. Why? That I love Don Johnson? And the, the <laughs> oh, only reason geez. I returned to Miami was to seduce Don Johnson? Yeah, no, we don't uh, need any more of that. Why? That's bad for my image. What's it got to do with you? Nothing. Huh? Personally, he needs to shave first. Who, Johnson? Yeah. He can do anything he wants to as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think there is something. I think in your uh, advanced stage, you're beginning to develop... There, uh, there are only two men in my lifetime that I would go to bed with. James Dean and Don Johnson. Well, I would start on James Dean because he can't fight back. <laughs> Now, what is that all about? What, what's that? The Don Johnson thing? No, either one of them. I mean, what is that all about? You're such a notorious womanizer. Yeah. I, and I mean that. I mean, a man is... See, just, I would uh, try to explain to you, but you don't know who Laurie Singer is. Will somebody please tell him who I know Laurie who, Singer is? I know who Bruce Singer is. He hasn't the slightest idea who the... This, this young lady is the... She came out of fame, and she's the hottest... Female actress in Hollywood. What does right she now? have to do with James Dean and Don Johnson? Are I'm you, just uh... telling you. She did the video with Don Johnson. She this 30-minute video. That's Don Johnson and Laurie Singer. Now my problem is, if I had, if I was offered my choice <laughs> of either Don Johnson or Laurie Singer to go to bed with, <laughs> as a a guy who's perfectly straight and loves women, I'd have a real problem making that decision. <laughs> I finally got to him, friends. It's taken oh, years. I just I can't believe. Years. I mean, if somebody else told me this, then I wouldn't probably find it as amusing. But uh, this is hysterical. Is there something there that I'm missing? No, 
No, I like Don Johnson. <laughs> what can I tell you? Man's beautiful. Well, I'm telling you one thing. The first person we're going to get you to is our optometrist at <laughs> University Drive. I mean, let's get serious. If Don well, would shave. On my show, I'm going to institute a Miami Vice filming. Now, you're, you're obsessed with Miami Vice. Well, listen, when you're in places like Phoenix and Philadelphia, you watch Miami Vice. It's a good show. You never watched it because you were extremely jealous of its success because it was on at the same time you were on at night. Yeah, and you know now, what? And you're always not on at night anymore. What's the excuse things? now? What's my excuse now? I, I don't know. Miami Vice I is passe I got hooked on it from here. the first show. Miami Vice is passe in Miami. Don't you understand that? Maybe yeah, big that's in Phoenix. Fine. That's fine, but a lot of people the most are exciting still thing they do in Phoenix is go out and sit on cacti. No, they eat Mexican food. And then they go out and yeah, sit right. on a cactus. Right. Yeah, do a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of them hang around the cactus here, too, but, but that's another thing. Don't you, don't you want to inform the people here where they can see Philip Michael Thomas and Don Johnson when they come in. I want to tell the I audience. Mean, it's a big tourist a little, attraction. A little inside story about this man. He came into town, uh, what, last weekend? Yeah. Last about weekend, week. begging for this job. And anyway, <laughs> while he was here, while he was here, the only thing he was calling frantically, he called Paul Steinberg, the former state senator, and uh, everybody who's ever been invented trying to find out where they were filming Miami right. Vice. And as it turned out, they weren't uh, filming last week. That's right, but I but I did I did get a couple of names of people who are going to help me, and and we're gonna we're gonna inform the tourists now. I don't care about together with Don Johnson. No, we're going to inform people. We're going to have a hotline saying if you want to see the filming of Miami Vice today, here's where they're going to be. We're going to do that every day. If there are any other guys in the audience who want to go to bed with Don Johnson, let's hear from them. Sandra Santiago. Six lines lit up already. Sandra Santiago's all right, too. <laughs> you know, Don Johnson lives on Star Island. You do know that. You told me. Yeah, it's true. And I've been trying to get out there ever since. They won't let you out there, especially now. No chance. Was that a guy who... Oh, that was Don Johnson with a crank call. He was... Uh... They're, they're passing messages. Major and Johnson are passing messages back and forth. We taped the I call. Wish. We taped the call, though. <laughs> so you came down here, you expected to see all of the uh, phoniness that they put on in that show. Oh, no. Like Art Deco no, and no, Pink. No, not and... at all. I think I know what got to you with, with the Miami Vice and what? Don Johnson. When you see all of those pink buildings, <laughs> that Art Deco stuff, your wrist starts to go limp after you see enough of that Art Deco stuff. That's what got you That's what got you off the beaten path, so to speak. No, so, so the most famous line about Miami Vice was, uh, if, uh, if Miami really looked like Miami Vice, uh, everybody in the world would be moving there. Well, I decided to try it. And it doesn't look like that. Not yet. Remember the tour? I gave you that guided tour of South Florida last weekend, and you just uh, couldn't believe it. Yeah, but I went back and did it right when I went to Bayside. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay, listen. I'll just get up and walk out. You, you can do an hour on Bayside. Can you believe this man has never been inside Bayside, friends? How many years has he been here? Yeah. And he's never been inside Bayside, and there was no way that I could convince him to go inside Bayside. I, I love Even Baltimore Center Harbor. If and Don Bayside Johnson would have been there, I wouldn't have gone inside. If Robbie Benson was there, you would have. Well, that's another story. <laughs> Bayside is fantastic. Now. 
What do you think Bayside really is, since you've never been in there and you have no concept of what it is? It's a place where a bunch of desperate people go to cruise each other. The only problem is in Miami, nothing ever happens because the people here are so antisocial, they cruise with blinders on, like a horse in a horse race. Yeah, I agree. They don't see each other. Very unfriendly. Yeah, it's true. Except for the police. They're very friendly. Their their eyes are, you know, going on the sides of their heads. So you busted, Bayside. busted at Bayside? No, Bayside is You will fantastic. be busted at Bayside. You realize that? When I walked in there, the whole the whole aura of Miami changed. And it, it What does became, that mean? It became alive. What are you, a show for Bayside a, now? It became a living, Is your show going to be sponsored by thing. Bayside? You can drive down Collins Avenue, go to the beach, you can go to South Beach, and then come over to Bayside, and it's it's an entirely different, completely different civilization. Now, I don't know how I'm going to get you down there. What do we have to do, import Robbie Benson and have him do a show down there to get you down there? Robbie Benson is an old man. Okay. Who looks like a ten-year-old kid? Okay. All right. Well, who? Aren't you always suspicious of an I old person who looks like a ten-year-old? I don't know who you have a crush on at this stage, <laughs> so I can't. Uh, you know, I don't. I, but I did hear you mention Robbie Benson the other day. Only an ugly rumor, folks. Don't believe anything that this man says. <clears throat> You're going to have Don Johnson on on Monday. Yep. I bet you if you called Marlon Bailey today, he'd get you Don Johnson as a guest on your show. I'm going to have I'm going to keep promoting him until he comes on. And then what? Then I'm going to seduce him. <laughs> and then I'm going to start in on Sandra Santiago. <laughs> Olivia Brown, Edward James Almas, <laughs> Philip Michael Thomas. Are we just going to go down the list? Yeah. In other words, what you want to do is you and want to Michael, screw Michael the whole cast. Of what is it, Michael? Isn't that what it comes down to? Isn't that what it boils down to? You want to screw the whole cast? No, of I really love the show. It's a dynamite show, and the only thing that bugs me is that they they had this dynamite character called the Noob Man in in the first season, and they never brought him back. And uh, you know, I want to find out about that. But let's not talk about Miami Vice anymore. Like Please. you say, it's passe down here. It, it's very big in Philadelphia and Phoenix, man, and Chicago. They love it, you know. But it's passe down here. And uh, uh, what are you looking for? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and stall while he looks in the cart rack. I'm going to shut my mouth. Hey, look, they're used to it. It's your show. They're used to it. We leave a little dead air every now and then. They feel like they're listening to WJR in Detroit. The Great Voice. Of the Great Lakes. <laughs> okay. Did you always want to be one of those guys? No, I never had that kind of a voice. You do. You could have done I, that. Oh, listen, I used to hear these guys on KMOX when I was growing up. You, KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Never had the testicles to be able to do that kind of thing. <laughs> well, you can't say balls on the air, can you, unless you're talking about basketball? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, let's do another break because this man do something because he can't find what he wants in the car. No, I can't find it. Probably Glenn Hill stole it all yesterday. A long-awaited phenomenon is about to take place. Okay, ten before noon at WYNZ. Neil Rogers with you till two. When uh, who's on today? Ernie Sochin is going to be on today. Going to be holding uh, early pre-sundown services this afternoon. It's going to be beanies and weenies on the Ernie Sochin show. Uh, Stan Major is here, just uh, wasting a lot of time. And if there's anybody in the audience who wants to call in who's also infatuated with any of the uh, Miami Vice cast, we would certainly invite that. Uh, Homestead, hello. 
Hi, how you doing? Okay. Welcome back, Stan. Thank you. Wow, you two guys together, what a binella, as they say. A what? A binella. Binella, yeah. Two. Um, the thing with Don Johnson I can fairly relate to because not, you know, I'm, I'm a closet hetero myself, but <laughs> my wife's little sister is, you know, has the typical infatuation, and the, being that she lives uh, in Orlando and not here, she thinks that's what Miami is really like. And I was up there last weekend. By the way, her little sister is 18. I'm not talking like a, uh, you know, pedophile. Or... Yeah, sure. That's what they all say. It's always 18. Don, uh, well, I buy her rum runner drinks rather than candy or anything like that when we go out to dinner. But Don has a new poster. I think it's new where he's in his white suit soaking wet standing in the surf. And his clothes have almost turned transparent. Oh, really? Stan's <laughs> got to have one of those immediately. Flying on her bed. Immediately. Attached to the window shade so when the old folks come in, she can whip it up the wall. And I was saying, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, maybe as a package deal, her and Don, I can see Stan's point or something like that. But she, he, Stan doesn't know her, though. I'll send him a, uh, a picture of her also. But uh, In the same kind of outfit? She is a fair, a good girl, so the theory goes. I'm tremendously attracted to her, but I maintain my... That, that's okay, sir. That I understand. Anyway, it's really great. You're really a breath of fresh air in this area. Uh-oh, he did it. And what I like... Already, he's a breath of fresh air. I can't believe it. I can hardly wait. How, how old are you, sir? I beg your pardon? How old are you? Pretty old. Oh, no, come on. I'm 51. How old are you? Younger than you are. Well, are you 45? No, I'm not. 40? No, I'm not. I'm breathing heavily in the neighborhood. You sound like someone in, in a bar or something. I don't like younger women to ask me that either. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a big country and western hit out right now by a guy named Eddie Raven. That, that's for guys like you and me, sir. It's called You're Never Too Young for Old Love. Well. Or is it the other way around? I'm married to a younger woman. No, it's You're Never Too, too old, old for Young, young Love. love. Yeah. Oh, I, excuse I was me, waiting friends. for you to get it right. I try to mean. God, I hope the Herald's not listening. People usually guess about 10 years younger than I am, so it's still flattering to look in the mirror. With yeah, they they do uh, consider me uh, to be in my 30s. I saw your photograph in the paper. I, I see that old frown is still there. And yeah, never leaves his face. Good old John Pineda. I didn't know they still had those uh, slides. Yeah, that's that's a picture that never made it into the tropic because I left during the Mario boat list. I don't know what you missed. One serious thing. Please. Are you in, in contact or do you have any idea what has ever become of Penn Jones? Oh, God. Ben Jones. I'm leaving. Uh, or have you given up like I did? I here we go. Don't no, leave, no, I haven't given up. Curiosity. I given up. I, yeah. I've given up. I packed all my... All right, if you shut up, I'll tell you what happened. Yes. Pin Jones married a younger woman, and she retired him out of the JFK assassination uh, investigations. He even does not have a telephone. Yeah, now. her name is Caroline Kennedy, by the way. She said, she told him, Penn fell in love with her, and say, she said, I'll marry you, but this Kennedy thing is too much, and uh, you're not going to if, if we get married, you're not going to have anything more to do with it, and by God, he did it. Well, that, that happens to me sometimes also, because I discuss it with my wife, and, and after a while, she just says, well, look, I was like, you know, five years old when this happened, and I'm really, I don't... Well, I wonder what Don Johnson thinks about the Kennedy assassination. Probably nothing. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, welcome back. Thank you. Fantastic. Okay. I'm delighted we, we got one call on Neil's show. What is that? What is that mic for? He g gets his own mic? He hasn't even started yet, and he gets his own mic. How do you like that? They figure with me it doesn't make any difference because there's nothing going to help. Why do? Wh what kind of a mic is that? I think that's Alan Burke's old mic. And you saw his numbers right before they is took that, him off Is the that air? the one that Mark has I would the resist that, over in, in the control room? Yeah, Mark has a little button. And... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Yeah, I hear you guys are real big Rick Weaver fans. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I met him on the coast. 
Uh, <laughs> Rick hasn't seen a bar of coast in ten years. I worked with him. And if Rick he did see one, he wouldn't know what to do with it. I worked with Rick in Quincy, Illinois. Did you really? Yeah. Was he as nice of a guy then as he is now? Was he as modest? Well, he was just out of Ohio State where he played some kind of football oh, yeah. position. Without like a helmet. Yeah. Linebacker. That's a personality of a... I'm really not sure what the adjective would be. A dead frog, sir. Oh. Well, what do you think of his play-by-play, -play, though? Well, I must admit, he does a pretty uh, decent job as long as the Dolphins are winning. And what do you think? Didn't you used to work with Sonny Hirsch over at KAT? Yeah. What is this, 20 questions? Uh, no, 19. Oh, okay. Okay, this, is, this is the guy that's winning the bet, by the way, that he keep, keeps you on the line for two minutes. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Is Sonny a good guy, Neil? Sonny's a great guy. What do you think of... He's lazy, but he's a good guy. What do you mean by lazy? He doesn't like to work. He seems to know his baseball. I didn't say he doesn't know... I said he's a good guy. I mean, nobody's perfect. He doesn't like to work. Sonny would rather just, uh, you know, wander through life kind of aimlessly. And he's doing a great job of it. Look where he's working. Why didn't Tony say anything about what happened to him? He did. What are you talking about? Are you are your ears working, sir? Bat, yeah. man. He's Tony did like a half an hour in IOD. He ripped him to pieces. Uh, I mercilessly. I must have missed the... I only heard him last... Oh, no. After Tony was on, they had to put Mike Anthony into a straitjacket after that show. Guys were debating uh, who was the third Notre Dame quarterback. That was real fascinating. Yeah, that was exciting. Almost as exciting as this call. Well, hey, we all do the best we can. I know. Well, listen, give Rick a kiss for me, will you please? Let me ask you one other question. Okay. What's, what about Sagaki? What, how'd you... What about Joe? Joe is uh, stuck in monotone. They have Joe's brain locked in a room with Bill Casey's. Are you both guys are hurricane person or people. Yeah. All righty. Take care. Okay. Good luck to you, sir. What a call that was, huh? What the hell is going on in here, man? We've got the whole engineering staff in here just going nuts trying to find a mic that a major will sound good on. I can't believe it. I never got this. Well, he does because uh, he's a corporate guy. You know, he's got a title. He's like Excuse Rick me. Weaver, the executive oh, vice president of WIOD Sports. Does that mean we don't? Of course, if you ask them who the president of WIOD Sports is, they can't answer the question. How can you be a vice president without a president? Right? Mm. I never thought of that. Yeah. And That's Rick is the boggling. executive vice president of WIOD Sports. Is he really? <clears throat> is that really Alan Burke's old mic? No. This is a new one. I understand the rumor is when you talk into that, it makes guttural sounds that get Don Johnson. Oh, that sounded good. That worked. Yeah. Hello, Don. <laughs> sounds like hell. Eugene Don Johnson. Forget it. What was wrong with the other one? What? Well, he's not going to move. I mean, he's just sitting in the guest chair. He moves too much. Did you hear that? You may lose the job here today. Yeah, you move too much. I won't move anymore. I mean, the guy's only been in the business for 30 years. He still doesn't know where the microphone is. What the hell can I do? He's from the Ernie Sochin School of Broadcasting. <laughs> Did you hear Yelton out there? I think Yelton just lost it. Did you hear that? What is his story? I know. He heard us talking about Your that. whole show has just gone down the drain. Hey, that's Rogers. okay. It's Friday. I know. Now, that mic, forget it. Kyle is having a nervous breakdown. He said, get rid of it. Okay, while we're changing mics for Stan Major, we're going to pause for the news headlines. Michael Wolf is standing by. All alone, I want you to know, don't panic. World news from CBS upcoming at noon. We're going to sit in here and tinker with all this equipment, and we'll come back. We're not going to come back? We're thinking about coming back. Okay, don't go away, because you could be in for a big surprise. Rogers. Well, I'm telling you, I have got such a nervous stomach now. I'm ready to pass out right on the floor. I can't believe what's going on here. 
That's yeah. the only reason I came in, so I'd get out of here at noon. Jack Berry. Oh, okay. But Jack, uh, here's my, a little my script with for uh, Lauderdale Vice. Oh, you got your cigars? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to see this now. Save this oh, for okay. Monday. All right. Okay. Guy just start, hasn't even officially started yet. Somebody already sent him a box of cigars. No, I That's ordered sticky. them myself because I knew that uh, the stinky cheap things you were smoking, I wasn't going to be able to live. So, uh, no, I ordered them for myself. I can't believe it. All these things I give you, I give you half of them. They don't even speak to me, but the guy comes in, you know, from um, Phoenix. I don't right come away, in from running Phoenix. around the building with these $1,500 microphones and all kinds of fancy equipment. I can't believe it. Now, he was he was something corporate, wasn't he? I mean, was he a big honcho? Oh, yeah. Is he a big wheel? Look out for him. I'm really? Telling. Look out. Okay. Well... Oh, don't call his wife a douchebag like you called Mrs. Hawley. He might uh, he might hang you from the ceiling and make you do the show that way. Put the mic on the floor. Rick has been known to do that. To uh, in fact, I think once he did it to Alan Burke, he nailed Alan's feet to the Is ceiling. Is that what happened, to Alan Burke? Exactly. South I'm Miami. Alan Burke. South Miami. Hello. Does that mic sound okay, by the way? Hello. It does. Yes, sir. With the sound effects. Dan. Yes. Nice to hear you again. I remember you in '79. I don't care. Well, I called you up and called you a, a leprechaun. Uh, you did? Yep. That's the cleanest thing I've been called in years, sir. You know what you have for breakfast? What did I have for breakfast? Well, if you're a leprechaun, what do you have? Hearts, moons, stars, clovers, lucky charms. Oh, is this one of your callers? Is I this the kind of thing? Of I'm man. never going to open up the phones. So this is what I'm going to get. Who is this guy? I don't know. Is one of your cranks? Have the slide. He's calling on your show, buddy. Get rid of him. Miami, hello. Nobody there? Click. Look at the phone. <clears throat> Why couldn't they just leave us alone? Why didn't you guys just leave us alone, okay? Go, everybody go away. Leave us alone. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Why don't you give out the phone? We were doing great. Number? We were doing great. And they're just uh, like a bunch of nervous Nellies running around here, like we have Don Johnson in the building or something. It's just another really? where? Uh, where? Where? flunky talk host here, that's all. Just that's uh, everybody calm down. All Man, the, just, uh, try to the get show's going to hell in a handbasket. We were on a roll here. We were doing it. Weren't we? No. Oh. Okay, in Dade County, let's give those new numbers again, because look at that. I'm we got a blank I'm board. I'm only going to be here for a few minutes, Neil, because I have to go move. I'm moving. So if there are any young ladies out there that want to help me. Okay, in Dade County, 624... <laughs> Six two four ninety four hundred. Would you shut up already? Today. Gee, take it. Shut his mic off. Will you? Six two four ninety four hundred in Dade, and in Broward five two four ninety four hundred. We got a. This is a, a record on this show. I've never seen that before in my life. That's what they've done to us. They're just totally destroying my show here today. I have a copy of a good news. Your mic is off. Oh, we're not going to turn your mic on again until you cut the crap. Okay. Great. Okay, the li thank God the lines are flashing. At least not everybody has turned it off. This is always our tough hour anyway, the noon hour. And the whole building is just going psychotic on me here now all of a sudden. They're just having a nervous breakdown. i got to show you this. This is really good. Now, I know that it's Night Ritter, but it's, it's like between night and day, the difference between the Herald and the Inquirer. Yeah, like the free you press. You like to read the talk show lineup there. That's the kind of thing they do every day in Philadelphia. Isn't that something? Yeah, they got every show that's on every the Every show. They list every, Ask every the talk. doctor, speaking about pets, <laughs> housing and real estate with Russ Miller. Oh, boy. Well, this is Saturday. Now, now keep in mind. Bernard Meltzer. Gay Talk with Mark Siegel. 
<laughs> if I keep talking about Don Johnson, it's going to be gay talk with Stan. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. That's all we need is another one. Miami Beach, hello. Tattoo all the facts. Hacienda Village, hello. Hello. Yeah. Uncle Neil. Yeah. I'll tell you my hat's off to you. I can't believe it. You've done everything there is possibly is there is to do, and now you have for your totally dedicated, honest, honest, a living, breathing douchebag with you on the air. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Neil. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Your show, babe. These are not my callers. We were doing so you well. Blame me. You, know, you can blame me at two. We were doing Monday. so well until the engineers started coming in here. You know that we were doing great. You can't blame it on anybody. Oh no, yourself, it's all them. It's your own fault. They just—they're lost it here. I don't know what it is with them. They've just lost it. Ever since they found, I out mentioned IOD, and right away well, Yelton you started go going Bayside. into cardiac you arrest. Go to Bayside, and ever since you mentioned that, Davey, hello. Yeah, Neil, what the hell are you doing with Al Rantel on your show there? <laughs> Listen, I like Al. Al's a nice guy. Good. He's your type. Yeah, yeah, hardly. Okay, good talking to you. Bye. Okay. What the hell are these calls, anyway? Are these left over from Daffy's show? No, they're too young. <laughs> Tamarack, hello. Hello, uh, Neil. Yeah. I was listening to J Wacky Joe Zagacki yesterday. And I'll tell you something, I think I'd rather hear somebody's fingernails on a blackboard than listening to that guy's voice. Same difference, sir. Oh, my God. And uh, Rick Weaver, I heard that uh, Joe, Weaver, uh, Joe Robbie had a cold and Rick Weaver sneezed. <laughs> and uh, Don Stoddard? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a good thing that Joe didn't have an upset stomach. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, Don Stoddard's going to be reviewing a current movie tomorrow. He's going to be doing Gone with the Wind. So that's yeah. really good. Well, frankly, I don't give a damn. How do you like that? All right. Well, anyway, keep up the great work, guys. Okay. Bye. Boy, have you noticed the change even in the calls since before they put that mic in? Like, everybody has become psychotic at the same time. There must be an attack of some kind going on outside of the building, and we don't know about it. I wonder if anybody knows where they're filming Miami Vice this weekend. In Dade County, 624-9400. Got a couple of open lines, one in Dade, 624-9400, and one in Broward. Seven. Uh, uh, see, that's the first time I did it. I knew I would do it. 524-9400. 524-9400. Ninety-four hundred in Broward. I really threw him for the for a loop for the first time since we've known each other. Now we've known each other since what seventy-seven? Too long. Yeah. When we started with that seventy-eight in in, in uh, seventy-eight, the old FAB building down mm -hmm. there with the bullet holes in the in the front and the water streaming down into the. <laughs> what, what was the loop that you threw me for? What was that about, Don Johnson? Yeah. Right. No, it's taken me a long it. time. All these years, I've, I've all, all I've ever gotten out of you is just a little. Hey, no, the more I think about it, it makes sense because he looks like a woman. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hi, Neil. Hi. Hi, Stan. Hello, my dear. I have never heard your show before, but I am so looking forward to hearing you next. Uh, don't listen. I'm don't tune in. Why? No, don't tune in. Oh, come on. I'm... After Neil, you're going to be disappointed. Stan Major is going to be it. At a climax. What can I say? I can't find any other channel on the. <coughs> I'm committed to love. All right. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to convince Neil to stick around as long as possible. Maybe he can do eight hours a day. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, only if they have the track open till four in the morning, right? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to make arrangements with Calder not to open till four p.m. Oh, that would be very convenient. See, we're, feel, we're feeling frivolous out here today. It's not psychosis. It's just weekend frivolity. Yeah, is that it? Neil. Well, if that's the case, it's going to be a wild weekend, I'll tell you that. That's so. Listen, I'm going to the West Coast. Can I get... Of Florida. Can I get, you know, your station over there? I know they're all apathetic, and they have not contributed to so far, which I did. Good. With pride. <laughs> you can get it almost to Naples, but I'm not sure... Uh, Fort Myers. Buffalo yeah, Myers. we get calls from Fort Myers. Yeah. At least we used to before we found out they were cheap. So I'm going to be like Captiva, so that's Naples, isn't it? Yeah, you'll get us. Oh, thank no, Captiva God. I'll and have the whole afternoon Myers. and I'll be just splitting my sides laughing. I'm an authority on the West Coast, so ask me any questions <laughs> you want. And has Fruitcake ever spoken with Stan? I hope, but yeah, as a matter of fact, he called him in his hotel last night. <laughs> he, did he really? Yes. What is he with that? Hmm, he has contacts, does he? Yeah. Can he not be put away? He's going to be put away. Maybe he was the one that called before. In a straitjacket. <laughs> right. In a, well, I'm very excited. I'm having a wonderful time, Neil. You have restored adrenaline to how, my... How excited are you? Very excited. <laughs> I think you better lay down. You go to Bayside. <laughs> you go to Bayside? No, oh, it's just pretty. I mean, okay, well, listen, have a great life. Thank <laughs> you. Take okay. care. Bye. Okay, now, is that mic not working right? Here comes a message, because Kyle is ready to have a nervous breakdown. He says, it sounds like a barrel. Crap. Okay. Okay. That's good enough for me. All right. First of all, look at this. It looks like they got a fishbowl. Look at that. they got some little thing piped in there. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? I'm going to put this back where it was. Yeah. Get this the hell out of here, and just uh, you'll have to speak into the mic, okay? It's directional. That's all I had to say. That's all. I will not move my head. Good. That's all. We didn't I need all this folder, all, all this hysteria. Send Rick Edwards over to Tampa. They need him over there more than we do, right? Get him out of here. Is that was Rick? Oh I was here boy! Before? Holy Is that the Rick cow! Was here before? He's been here since he was born. Really? Somebody, by the way, has got a horse for us at Calder today, and I'm really uh, debating whether I should go out there or not. I got Why did you come and help me move? With my bad ribs? Yeah, well, you can sit and watch. No chance. Oh, okay. No you chance. I'm serious. i got a horse at Calder today. You've got a horse at Calder. See, there you go again. What? Well, that's not one of the good mics anyway, is it? Hmm? Wait a minute. One, two, three, four. Why? I can't even turn and look at him when I'm talking. What did they do? The only thing I don't need to do is turn, right? Don't turn. You had a great show before I came in. I Boy, these engineers, it. man, I'm telling you, we're sitting here uh, just tearing everything up, and they're just. Uh, we have a call from Fort Myers. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, uh, Neil. Can I speak to Stan? I love Fort Myers. Are you really in Fort Myers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you Do you go shelling on the beach? Listen, I'd like to ask you. You're You're confusing me. You really are. Why? I remember listening to you. You know, you're on W I N Z the first time, and you say that you're in favor of the death penalty now. You were very anti-death penalty back then. You even went up to the prison, and I take the whole show that you did there. What made you change? No, uh, you misconstrued that program. That program that I did out in front of, uh, uh, what's the name of the prison? 
Rayford. 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 Uh, was not an anti-death penalty program. It right. was simply a, a program that was an attempt to give people the flavor of what was happening outside the prison while Spinkle Inc. was being fried inside. And you're, not, you're not being truthful. I... I'm being absolutely truthful. I did not... Uh, I, I did not make a statement with that program. Sam, I talked to you off the air once, and you said you were very anti-death penalty, and you said it... Uh, you got the wrong fellow. No, I don't. No. Sorry about that. Changing. No. I got news for you. I have known the man for almost ten years, and he's always been as militant to the right, death penalty, Nixon, Reagan. I don't know what you're talking about. Something. I called him up off the air one time to talk about... Look, it's very easy that you're talking about seven, eight years ago. It's very easy to call in on this program and contend that you talked to me off the air and that I said something to you. I could make up stories about you, too, my dear. Yeah. Okay? Else that you wouldn't believe a bad the story. You wouldn't believe the things that you told me yeah. about your sex life when we discuss things off the air. I mean, I'm going to tell Neil and these thousands of people, okay? Just sort of calm her down a little bit, you know? Put him in electric chair. Now we're gonna singe his hair. I hope you're getting sexual excitement from this, honey. That voltage, he does I'll bet he'll let I squeal. Okay, we don't... Uh, Fruitcake is saying that he never called <clears throat> Dan last night. Boy. Somebody called me. Yeah. Somebody called me and said they printed a newsletter. No, I don't know. Yeah. That. How do you like that? You uh, moron. The uh, twit. You twerp. Do you let your carts recycle? Because if I come in here and sit down at 2 o'clock and try to play a, a cart, they're all recycled. The only ones that will not you, be recycled We got that on tape now. Ira Everett's are the only ones that are not recycled because I stopped them all in the middle because they were so bad. All right. Okay, 21 past noon at WYMC. Now that go. those pain-in-the-ass yeah. engineers are out and Stan is leaving, are I they still go. there? The pain-in-the-ass engineers are still there? Tell them to get, go you to lunch. Can't talk about a corporate engineer like that. Like I said, those pain-in-the-ass engineers... Um, honest to God. I mean, it's just panic city, you know, like, oh, we've got to hang one from the ceiling. And, you know, just relax. It's only a radio show.